Thank you for downloading the Beacon Church podcast. We hope that you enjoy today's message and that you find that God speaks to you through it. And uh, this is the third time we've done this short series and I kind of have to explain it because otherwise there's a, a, there's, there'll be a bit in the morning which will look odd when we're watching a video of a song that's not Christian and you'll be like, and if you just walked in at that moment, you'll be like, what are they doing? Um, and in fact, I remember when we were doing the message of music before, I think, I think somebody came to the church for the first time. Faith, it was you. Yeah, it was Faith. Faith came to church and we were in the cinema and we were doing the message of music and, I, and she was sitting there because she told me this later thinking, what on earth is this church about? What are they doing showing Adele, you know, uh, I can't remember what the song was, but what are they doing? So I'm going to try and explain what we're trying to do and hopefully then when we show uh, the song it will make some sense to us. Um, I'm going to just just pray and just ask God to help us. Um, Father, we thank you for, I thank you for that, just, just the testimony that Tony's given uh, just the grace that has been upon his life for all these years. And uh, we pray that today you will continue to speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. So the message of music, is the, the purpose behind it is to take popular songs, songs that are really popular, uh, to look at their meaning and to then compare and contrast them to gospel truth. And the reason for that is... So many popular songs that we listen to, we kind of end up in kind of imbibing values that we might not really have or really believe um, because we don't really think about it when we're listening to them. And so um, this morning we're going to look at the song This Is Me from The Greatest Showman, uh, which actually I, I love that song, I'll be honest. Um, and, and also we're doing it because we live in an increasingly secular world. Yeah? It's not completely secular because there are hundreds of years of Christian history in this country, but we do live an, in an increasingly secular world. And this is a definition of secularism that I just found on the web in the uh, Merriam and Webster Dictionary. Secularism is the indifference to or rejection or exclusion of religion and religious considerations. So, and then it goes on to say, as a philosophy, secularism seeks to interpret life on principles taken solely from the material world without course to religion. So you've kind of got this thing where uh, we're living in what was a Christian country, you know, that's what it was, that's what it was proclaimed to be historically, that's shifting, particularly in the last 30, 20, 30 years, to be in a more secular country. And secularism is this idea of a rejection or exclusion of all religion or religious considerations. Now, we can't be completely secularist because we're not completely without religion and it's not possible for us really to get there. But that is the kind of world that we live in. And behind that is this idea. If you go deep, deep behind that, behind secularism, behind faith, there is something about worship. You see, everybody worships 
something. Yeah? Everybody worships something. Even if they don't think they do, everybody worships something. Obviously, for us as Christians, um, our worship comes from our understanding of the word and our revelation of the Holy Spirit. And a country like ours, uh, many, many years ago, used to be a country that was founded upon this. You only go back as far as the Second World War to find the king calling the nation to pray. He didn't do that because he thought that was a good idea. He did that because they were Christian. And although every individual wasn't Christian, he understood that faith was still an important part of how you do life. And uh, even today in in our monarchy, the queen is Christian. In fact, she's probably the most, Christ, most evangelistic person that you'll meet, and she speaks to more people about God than most. If you hear her uh, messages every Christmas, we never get to watch them because we're always having dinner at that time, but if you ever watched her messages, she talks about Jesus dying on the cross, she talks about the poor, she talks about the love of God, she talks about those things because she herself has grown up with this idea that her duty to the people is before God. She's Christian. She's Christian. And so our nation grew up on that. However, there's loads of things that have happened in the name of Christianity that have been horrible and evil and wrong. Loads of things. And as a result of that, people have rejected Christianity. And our nation has kind of rejected the faith and really almost tries to Uh, deny the history, and an example of that would be William Wilberforce, who was a Christian in Parliament, who who led us towards the the abolition of the slave trade. Uh, When they celebrated the 200th anniversary of that, the fact that he was Christian was played down. The fact that he was an MP was played up. Yeah, And and he, he had two things. He had two things in his life, he said. One was to see the end of slavery, and the other was to see the reformation of manners. Yeah? It was something about faith and morality that he was looking for. So we worship stuff. Yeah? We worship God. We, feel we're create, we believe we're created in his image, and what we believe about God comes from the word. But even if we weren't Christian, we'd still worship stuff. That's why you have other religions, other faiths, and other groups of people. You've even got, in these days in London, the atheist church, which basically takes the same idea of church that we would have, a gathering of people where they would sing happy songs and they would have an inspiring talk. They do it. And and the guy who started that, he went to church to understand how to build that kind of community. People worship stuff. What happens, though, when you no longer worship God? Yeah? The Bible is no longer the thing that you worship. It's no longer your number one thing. You no longer base life upon that. We're way too advanced to worship totem poles. Yeah? We're way too advanced just to worship things. Yeah? Do you know what happens? And do you know what has happened? Do you know in that moving out of God and religious considerations, what we worship more than anything else? We move from the Bible to a mirror because we worship self. This is now what we worship. 
And when we first worship self, um, we're not necessarily worshipping individuals, we're worshipping... I hope that stays there. Um, Feel free to look at yourself. Let me just put the Bible on top, as it should be. Um, Actually, underneath, really, it's the foundation of things. Um, Whatever you choose to worship, you have to worship something that fits with the reality of life. Yeah? There is no point in having a, a philosophy or a value where when the reality of life hits, you just crumble. Yeah? You have to worship, which is why you don't, wor- you don't worship a piece of wood. Yeah? Because in the end, you, know, you, you think, well, I, I kind of carved that piece of wood. It, it, it can't really help me. The reality of life begins to impact what you worship. It must make sense. But you can, if you like, worship what you like. Our society, as I say, has moved from uh, worshipping the God of the Bible to the worship of humanity. And the way we do that is we worship the best of what humanity can be. That's why we admire successful people. That's why we admire celebrities and sometimes we even want to be like them. Yeah, that's why people do that. That's why we admire and we're interested in people who achieve something, who are great and do something out of the ordinary. The best of what humanity can be is what we as a society worship. That's why we want to be beautiful and spend money on those kinds of things. That's why we want to be clever. That's why we want to be wealthy. That's why we want to make our lives count. It's the best of humanity. That's why we push ourselves to the edge of human exploits. That's why we conquer Everest. Although it is a bit bizarre if you ever saw that photograph of the queue of people queuing up for Everest as if they were queuing for Sainsbury's. It was ridiculous. They are 27,000 feet in the air and they're, and they're waiting. Oh, it's, is it my turn to get to the summit? That's why we do those things. That's why we run marathons. That's why we sail around the world. In our own way, we become a modern Tower of Babel. We're reaching up. We don't believe there's a God, but we're reaching up to be the very best that we can be. Seeking to replace God to become gods ourselves. We conquer the world. However... It became clear because of the reality of life that the worship of humanity at its best was not enough. It wasn't enough. And it wasn't enough because too many of us felt excluded because we weren't the best. We couldn't do it. We weren't the prettiest, we weren't the smartest, we weren't the strongest. We were the wrong colour, the wrong race, the wrong size, the wrong class. Too many of the world felt like that. So that suddenly, worshipping the best that we could be wasn't enough. We had to do something else. We couldn't match up to it. We felt excluded. So we introduced something else to worship. We no longer worshipped humanity at its best. We simply worshipped self. We simply worshipped self. Which gave me permission to hold the mirror and preach to myself. 
And I never do that, so I'll be honest. I never, I never do that. I never hold the mirror and preach to myself. I rarely look in the mirror, just about to get out the door. And the worship of self contains three things, really. Self-acceptance. That became big. I can love myself. I can accept myself for who I am. It doesn't matter if you don't love me, because I'll love me. Self-identity. I am free to identify myself exactly how I would like. I can be who I want to be. And it doesn't matter what you say, I can be who I want to be. I am who I say I am. Not who you say I am. This gave rise to freedom of expression and identity in all its forms. And we live in that world, don't we? We live in a world where people basically say, I am who I say I am. And the third thing is self worth. I'm not valuable because of what you say about me, but because of what I say about me. And that often comes out in, if you think about it, in relationships that break up, where someone's been unfaithful, things have gone wrong, the person who has been, if you like, hurt through that, often the thing that they'll come to is, right, it's not because of what you think, it's because of what I think. And everyone else goes, way to go, go there. Come on, you can do it. You can get out of it. I value myself. Self-worth. The song from The Greatest Showman, which is a movie that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, just put your hands up if you've seen it. Just admit it, be honest. Yeah, okay. Some of us have seen it. I'll I, I be honest, I loved it. I loved that kind of song. I was... It was on telly the other day, and there was a sing-along version. There I was, singing along. Yeah, I'm sad like that, yeah? But I am, I am proudly sad. Um, but that, that um, film had this song in it called This Is Me. And it's become almost an anthem for a generation, okay, it's probably too grand a term, really, that have learnt to love themselves and to go on that journey to get there. It celebrates the pain of rejection and suffering and sees the scars that come with that, not as things to be ashamed of, but as things to be proud of. One of the quotes I found says this, This is me is a fight song for people who are not accepted by society. It is sung by Letty Lutz, and and she's the bearded woman in the film, and she was a real person, the bearded woman was a real person, after she and the rest of the circus troupe are barred by the circus master Barnum from an after-party following this big singing performance. The bearded lady refuses to be cut down by the fact that the showman is embarrassed by them. And she sings this song. This is what the songwriter of the song says about it. He calls it an anthemic song for people who had lived in the shadows their entire lives and had stepped into the light, declaring they would be seen and love themselves as they are. And he describes a personal journey that took him there. This song was, again, it was part of a movie. Most songs that are part of a movie don't necessarily do that great, but this won a Golden Globe. It was nominated for an Oscar. Um, If you were to look... On YouTube, it's been watched 120 million times. And the version that we're going to see, which is like a, almost like a practice, has been watched over 40 million times. 
It's been covered by contestants on The Voice and X Factor and the like. Um, and, you know, the film was panned by critics, but the public loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I did. Um, and uh, here's another quote that I read. You know those goosebumps I talked about with the world we live in? This song lyric was so powerful and beautiful. The Greatest Showman was truly a celebration of humanity. And I believe that no one should ever be ashamed of who they are. Stand up proud. Your scars make you unique and your story is unlike any other. Let the world know that, you are, that your beautiful soul is one of a kind. And there's elements of that that we would go, oh, of course, we agree. We believe that. But there is another side. So what we're going to do is we're going to hopefully watch this. I'm hoping it's going to work. Oh, we've got it here. I'm hoping we're watching the right version. Um, and then I'm just going to say a few more words. You have just listened to a Beacon Church recording. If you would like more information about us, our vision, the team, or upcoming events, please visit our website, which is beacon-church.org. You can email us at office at beacon-church.com or find us socially on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You are welcome to share this recording as you wish, but please do not make any edits without express consent. Thank you.